it's not like they bribe you like with money, uh-huh. but they are like, I do this for you. You do that for me. Right. We both grow together. We both benefit. Yeah. And we both benefit. And it's all about that, you know, all the time. So it's, that's the real world, you know? So I really, how did you end up being the CEO? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> It was just like from above. They were like, okay, man, we're going to give you this opportunity. Thanks, man. Uh, Cheers. Cheers, bro. (laughs) Welcome to the Bro Novo Podcast, the podcast that models healthy communication for men. Empowering them to start the journey of self-work. Now here's your host, Thomas Pierce. Okay, Kayo, what's up, man? Welcome to the Bro Nouveau podcast. Thank you, man. Thanks so much for inviting me. For sure. Yeah, I'm really happy you're here, dude. We met in a, the most random... Well, actually... Via really random interaction. Do you remember this? How how we met? Because I was camping. I was uh-huh. I was camping, and I met uh, mutual friends of ours. And they were just like, I was camping alone. I was unemployed, <laughs> <laughs> and I just walked up to the to the camp. Um, and uh, yeah, Chris was there. Uh huh. And um, Lena. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. So Chris and Lena, and then. I think later on I had mentioned that I was looking for a Spanish teacher and we had met before mm-hmm. and Lena was like, Oh, hit up Kayo. You know, he's a teacher. And then we became friends. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was amazing. And you just, you just contacted me one day, right? Like, yeah. I just called you like, Hey, Hey, remember me? Like we met the, uh, the other day or something like that. Uh-huh. And, uh, I know you're a Spanish teacher. I want to learn spanish and and yeah it, the cool thing is that it from the beginning it was like really a, a cool uh, relationship <laughs> yeah. a student um teacher friend you know yeah totally like, it was friendship since the beginning like uh, for sure but we were meeting in this cool place too mm-hmm. right yeah i don't remember the name but uh, the, the center the tea the house center, right mm-hmm. and it was a very cool place mm-hmm. the energy was great you know so yeah we were having fun and totally and having the class but but having fun Mo- like but i for me it's the most important thing in life not to take things too seriously yeah 100 percent. yeah those classes were uh <laughs> 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 well, they were fun but i learned i learned a lot of spanish but i also you know we kind of like got sidetracked pretty easily yeah. yeah, obviously, right? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> obviously, but but that's my style, you know. Like teaching, that's yeah. my style. Like people have to have fun and to learn about the culture, you know, not just grammar and how to say this and that, but learn about another culture, why these people speak this way, mm-hmm. you know, and and that's completely different. So that's always my approach, you know, to have fun and learn about other things too, not just be so focused in, 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 in the language you know, in of only the, like, yeah. yeah, the learning. Exactly. Yeah. I remember cause 
you always say, and I, this is a great lesson that language is an expression of culture. Absolutely. That's, that's, that's my, my saying, that's you your, know, yeah. <laughs> language is just an expression of the culture. Like it's a consequence of culture. You know, it's part of the culture, but kind of a consequence too. Mm. You know? So when culture changes, language changes, you know, totally. like nowadays we have words like to Google mm. or, you know, those yeah. words didn't, didn't exist. No. Uh, like some years ago. And totally. you have to change the language to adapt to how the culture is evolving. Same thing with new cultural norms. Uh-huh. Like words that used to be acceptable. Right. Becoming unacceptable. Exactly. Yeah. You know? It's a reflection of the a mindset change uh-huh. of the people. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. That's why it's so important, I think, like to understand a culture if you really wanna learn the language of that culture. For sure, man. It's the roots, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Well, because it's how it's, it's like the vehicle, you know, through which things are communicated, ideas. And yeah, do you, I mean, do you think, say, for example, I guess, I guess I know the answer, but like, let's say, for example, like I actually got conversationally fluent in Spanish. Uh huh. And then we could, like, not only does like, oh, hi, hello, I'm Thomas, I live in, you know, but actually talk and like, you know, like our connection and the humor and the laughs would go like next level. Right. Cause it's like, I've always had that same thought with my sister cause my sister speaks pretty good Spanish. Uh-huh. And I always wondered like, what would our relationship look like if I could speak Spanish with her? I feel like it would be a next level connection, you know? Right. Well, in, in, in your case with your sister, you both speak English. So right. you can pretty survive with that pretty well. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, your relationship, but, uh, like with other people, like when you speak someone's language, uh, people first, they appreciate it a lot, you know, because you're showing interest in not just the language, in the culture, you know. When someone says to me, hola, you know, instead of hello, uh-huh. just that, you know, that, that little thing that is just a word, but it involves a lot, you know. It's mm. like, oh, this person first cares about what I feel, you know, wants to get closer to me, saying my, uh, speak, uh, saying hello in my language, you know, and just that, you know, just a hola instead of a hello, for example, in my case, makes a huge difference. Interesting. Like, yeah. Actually, that uh, it's funny that I mentioned that because that happened with the girl I'm dating now, like, like mm. and, and was the that was the trigger, you know? Because cool. nowadays it's all online, you know. Yeah. I still communicate a lot with one word, you know. Interesting. She said "hola," and I was like, "Okay." I that gave me a lot of information about. Okay, she cares about what I speak, you know, my language, my culture. She wants to get closer to get into my world. Oh, very so interesting. One single word, man, can make such a a huge difference. That's why language, I think, is so important. And that's cool too, because that means that, like, you don't need a lot of words necessarily. No, to make a good impact. No, no, no. You right. just have to know how to say them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hola. Which, which is <laughs> no, which is very important too. You know, because I mean, communication. 
I learned, uh, I used to, to have a consultant firm back in Peru mm-hmm. for, uh, human resources. So I used for to do a lot moms. of, huh? For single moms. No, no, come on, man. <laughs> I'm a serious guy. Yeah. I was a business guy. All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I would, I would do workshops for, for companies, for the employees. And about, for example, communication, you know, oh, cool. and I learned, I learned doing that, that when you communicate, for example, uh, like, uh, maybe if you just speak with someone, not in person, you lose like, I don't know. I, I don't remember the percentages, you know, but the body language is the most important way of communicating. When you talk by the phone or you lose a lot because it's just the voice. Just you don't voice. see the person. You don't feel the energy of the person. Okay. I don't know if you believe in more like um, um, metaphysical things, you know, about uh, I do, yeah. energy and all that. Well, I do, but not necessarily. You have to believe in that, you know, just uh-huh. being with someone looking at uh, their eyes and the way yeah. someone moves the arms and everything. Oh, it, like, it totally matters. It, it totally matters and can give you a total different experience of one single sentence, you know? Like, yeah. You, I, can, yeah. you can say, like, good luck with that, you know? <laughs> and <laughs> Depending how you say it and your body language, that's like, yeah. I really wish you good luck or you're crazy, man. Like, get out of there yes you know like it's it's just the same word or the same expression so you lose a lot when you don't have the body language and texting is just the worst i was about to say that a horrible way of communicating yeah i've had so many conflicts of course because you don't know what the other people is really feeling you just read a word Mm -hmm. you miss like 80% 80% of the real communication in a text message, you just get like 20%. Great points, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's very important. It matters. And I think to, it matters like, like an example of, you know, someone saying, Ola, it, it, it says a lot about them. And it also it kind of, paints a picture subconsciously of, of how people speak. You know, if, if you speak clearly or, you know, with intention, you can have a lot of impact, but it also, I think subconsciously we kind of judge other, each other mm-hmm. on how we speak. Right. Yeah. You know, is it, 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 I don't know. It's kind of like, a, maybe like in a work setting, again, going back to the work, you know, maybe we don't think about it consciously, but if someone is kind of has low energy or they don't, it doesn't feel like they want to be there or say you're in a conversation and someone is kind of unfocused or doesn't look at you or wants to be somewhere else. And you feel that then you don't want to talk to them anymore. Right. Or I wouldn't want to talk to them anymore. Right. When you're talking to someone that is not looking you in the eyes, it's like, okay, you're bored. You're not interested. You're thinking about something else. Well, that's something that's like a lost skill too. I think eye contact, especially young people. I would say like my age and younger, you know, I feel, I, I don't know if that's, that's a big generalization, but I don't know. 
it, yeah. it's the window to the soul, right? Speaking of like metaphysical things, you know, right. it's like, I'm, I can see you. I don't know, man. <laughs> I can tell you're like, you're, yeah, it's a cool thing. I feel like it's a lost, it's, that's like a kind of a lost art too. Right. And that's, I think personally, that's the big challenge that we're going to face in the world. Like next the next years, like now, you mm-hmm, know, mm-hmm. because with this COVID thing and everything being online, like now I teach online. I don't teach like in person, for example. No more? It's, no. Oh, wow. Nobody wants, but right, by the way, right, right. nobody wants to commute anywhere. Everybody's working at home, you yeah. know, and that's, that's awesome in some way, you know, right. like, because you teach it's more. Pretty convenient. You yeah. have more time. You're more close to your family many things, but the way you re- relate or, or communicate with people now, it's basically phone or online. Even with the camera, you can kind of see each other, but it's not the same than in person. You know, totally. It's completely different. So, yeah, we're missing a lot of the, of the real communication, the body language uh, in this new world that, that is being created. Like, um, the new way that things are done, business are done, that everything is uh, by by Zoom, you know? Totally. Well, that speaks to, I think, because when I imagine a Latin culture, you know, from the way you've described it and also other friends and, and a bit of travel, I feel like maybe a Latin culture would be slower to lose that compared to, say, uh, in the United States. Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. We're not, we're not used to like the level of, uh, of like technology here. You know, people is much more used to the apps, this, that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. When I came here five years ago, Mm -hmm. uh, it was very hard for me to adapt to all that, you know? Oh, interesting. I was, I was always a pretty dinosaur of technology. Okay. You know, like (laughs) I am, you know? I resisted like to have an, uh, a cell phone, you know, when yeah. they, when they started to, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I resisted, you know, I didn't want to be controlled, you know, yes. I, had a, I had a very controlling, uh, uh, um, girlfriend at the time. And I was like, with a cell phone, I'm, I'm done, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be horrible Track down. <laughs> <laughs> the whole time, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, those things change, but, but, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, communicating like in person is so, so valuable. So valuable. So and valuable. for us, like Latins, you know, we, we have one component of communication, one additional component that is the touching, you know, mm. like we touch each other a lot. Right, right. You know, like when you say to a friend, Hey, I'm happy for you, you give up. Boom in the in the back, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, or even if you don't know someone pretty well, right? You know, I yeah. You definitely you yeah. want to express something. You use your hands too, and you touch the person like, yeah, good or something like. Hey, you are and you're meeting someone for the first time. You know, you want to really express. Hey, man, I'm I'm really happy I met you. Mm. You know, totally. you kind of give him a. Yeah. Body hug, you know, like bang with the hand in, yeah, the, in yeah. the shoulder, you know, bang, bang, and yeah, and and you do those things a lot. I do know? the when I laugh, <clears throat> even with strangers, if something funny happens or like I make a joke, 
I do the like I hit them with my elbow a little bit. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a way of saying, "What do you think of this?" Right. Right. Or, right, yeah, right. or like, like uh, we're complices in this. Yes, Com- complices. The word. Uh, yeah. uh, accomplice. Okay. Like experiencing in, in this together. thing, you know. The, yeah. Yeah, it's like um, it's very important. Cool, man. So you mentioned you're from Peru. Uh huh. But as far as your story and. You know, you, I know it's a, it's it's a lot to pack into one answer, but as far as how your kind of path here, how did you end up at this point in your life? You know, living in San Francisco, what were the things that kind of brought you or pointed you on the direction that eventually took you here to to the U.S.? Oh well, that would be like for ten podcast podcasts. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> that's kind of a crazy story. Um, uh, but I'll, I'll try to make it very, very short so that I don't bore anybody. Uh, but yeah, basically I was all my life, I was a financial executive, like all my adult life. Mm. And that was not me, you know, like my friends were into that, my, my family, like mm. I was supposed all my life to be a, right. a successful business guy, like there in Peru and like, that was my my road that everybody house in the suburbs uh, yeah like right. everybody draw for me that line and i just followed it because i, I didn't know anything else you know mm. and at one point of my life when i was like close to 40 i'm 47 now well i was never really happy you know mm. i was a very mediocre uh, financial executive my whole life. I haven't, <laughs> right. I don't have one book of finances, of investments at home <laughs> back there in Peru. Not one. Okay. Uh, I just was good with numbers. Yeah. I was going to ask, how did you end up in the, in those positions then? Well, I was always good in school, like very good grades. I was very good with numbers. Mm. And I started working in banks, Citibank, by the way, mm-hmm. in Chile. And, um, and yeah, insurance companies like this, that, and that was in my life. Santiago, you know? in Santiago, yeah, I lived ten years in Santiago. Oh, cool! I studied my uh, university there, and then worked there. And uh, yeah, it's what I knew, but I was not good. I didn't like it. I I was right. not happy. Like, and I always had this feeling of something is missing in my life. Like, why am why am I not like really happy with, with my life? Like mm. not satisfied, you know? And, um, and I have a pretty good, I had a pretty good life, you know, a, a, an apartment in a good neighborhood in Lima, my car, you know, like fun, friends, girls, like surfing. Yeah. Surfing. Well, I didn't surf at that time that much. Mm. I was very like concentrated in You're working a lot. In my work yeah. and those things. Maybe okay. traveling a little bit, but I was not very concentrated in nature, the ocean, you know. And I had the ocean there, like ten minutes walking from my house. Right. But yeah, and so at one point I I kind of burned out. And um I started to look for answers, like what do I do? I wanna be I don't wanna be hanging from a tree when I'm 60, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, and I ended up going to the jungle in Peru. Oh, sick. 
Yes, I'm, I'm. I'm sure you can imagine right now. <laughs> well, I think I told you. I, I don't remember if I. Told I think you, you the, told me. Yeah. The, the, yeah. What I some, did, journey, some journeys. Yeah, I, I was. Yeah, I wanted to to try with ayahuasca to find myself in the middle of the jungle. You know, so I <laughs> got into the jungle for <laughs> three months to a like a retreat. <laughs> you know. Did you quit your job? Well, I was supposed to be six months there. Oh. <laughs> No, at at that point, I didn't have a job anymore. Sure. They, they fired. They fired me, you, know? you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You wanted so, out, and then, that's a big story. But um, my last job, they fired me. I was the CEO of a newspaper. That was my last oh, really? job in Peru. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> one important newspaper. You know, it was horrible. Oh you my! Know? Like it was fun. You know, I had a lot of fun. Like. <laughs> Many parties and everybody wanted to be my friend. You sure, know, you have a lot of power and right. all that, but it was <laughs> to deal with this politician, businessman, all corrupt. Because they probably wanted you to report on a certain in a certain way. Yeah, right? of course, make they them wanna, look good. Yeah. yeah, and they kind of, you know, they kind of. Uh, it's not like they bribe you like with money, uh-huh. but they are like, I do this for you. You do that for me. Right. We both grow together. We both benefit. Yeah. And we both benefit. And it's all about that, you know, all the time. So it's, that's the real world, you know. So I really. How did you end up go- being the CEO? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Who hired it was you? just like from above. They were like, okay, man, we're going to give you this opportunity. Thanks, man. Uh, <laughs> cheers. Cheers, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I was uh, a friend of one of the um, one guy had inherited like the oh the, the position <laughs> in the board of this. Yeah, like the mom, the dad oh, okay, died, yeah. you know, Some and he was now a member of the board of directors of the of the company, and he was my friend. He had me like in a very good uh, steam. Yeah, you know, and he trusted in my abilities as a business guy. Uh, I had this <laughs> this this company or this consulting company, right? And yeah, and I ended up yeah. being being hired as yeah. the CEO. I guess, I guess what I forget when I when I conceptualize of you before you moved here, mm-hmm. I forget that you were forty. So like you had been you worked for twenty years, of course. Yeah, I had worked for twenty years. I guess in, and my, in the same yeah. kind of field. Yeah. Know? I guess, you know, it's funny. Maybe you do this too. Like when you have friends, when I have friends, I always just assume they're my age or the way I conceive of them is as uh-huh. if they're my age. Uh-huh. So I'm like, how the hell are you the CEO? I'm like, oh yeah, you were fucking 40. Like I'm 47. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I had a life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a long life. Yeah. Like- for sure. <laughs> That's for sure. Okay. So yeah. So, so six months. Yeah. So basically, um, uh yeah, it ended up in the jungle, you know, like when I realized at 40, I don't like my life. Wow. It's not like realizing that at 20, you know, that you have a lot of time and energy to try new things. Like at 40, you are like, man, I'm already in a middle life crisis. And, and, and well, I think that was part of a middle life crisis for me, right? For like, sure, yeah. okay, what does this life mean to what me? Am I, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? Yeah. Well, like. And yeah, well, and the the experience in the jungle was like pretty tough with the ayahuasca that, that you don't play with that, you know, it's like 
intense. A lot of energy intense. I, I had a chance to do it. You had a chance well, to actually, do it. No, was going. I was I was in a place where it, it was going down, uh-huh. but it didn't align with my my schedule when I was there. Oh, okay. But I want to do it. Yeah. Well, well, I would suggest to do it with a real shaman. Okay. If possible, if possible, like there in Peru, in Peru. or or maybe Colombia or Brazil, they also have that. Like it's, it's a culture from the jungle. Okay. The Amazon jungle, that is Peru, Colombia, um, uh, Brazil, mm-hmm. maybe I don't know if Paraguay right. a little bit. But basically those three countries, you know, and, um, yeah, they pass the, the shamans pass the knowledge from generation to generation. So when you meet someone here, like in Berkeley that is doing, uh, right. I wouldn't do it, you know, like me as a Peruvian, because I right. know that it's, you don't learn that. Like even right. in 10 years, like you are, Oh, I've been around these people. I know I'm a little exceptical, you know, about. Yeah. You know, skeptical, skeptical. Yeah, because yeah. I've even known shamans in Peru that have been doing that, and they are not that good. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it's a powerful energy thing. So, well, making the short the the story a little short. Um, when I went out of the jungle some months after all this journey, I was pretty crazy <laughs> like it yeah, was I bet. hard because yeah it's an introspective yeah. journey you're wild and you see really things of you that you don't want to see hard truth have been hidden there for right. years you know mm. and you are very we are very good at hiding things that that's a thing of communication too you know like has yes. to do a lot with communication we're so good at hiding emotions at hiding things that we don't feel comfortable with. Mm. And in this case, I had a lot of traumas or things, you know, from childhood and you hide them, you know, and, but they are there, you know, like they are still there in the bottom of this clear water glass. There's dirt, you know, and mm. these things just is like moving the glass. And then the, 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 the water is like, like dirty, like yeah. Dirty, and you're like, why? My water was so clean. Oh, I'm wow. trying to do a spiritual thing or something. That's a wonderful it's dirty. analogy. It's 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 because all the dirt is coming out, you know. Did, so did, it's it's not a bed of roses. It's did a, you have hard. that vision, or did you in the moment? Did you have that vision of the glass, or did you only think about it after? Well, that's I, I gotta be honest. That's a teaching of my of some Buddhist masters. Okay, that explain okay. it the, the the spiritual journey that nice. way. That I, it's very clear for me. That, it's a great analogy. That, yeah, 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 that happened. Yeah, yeah, that's not my invention. I'm, okay, okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm clever, but not that clever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so wow, so you came out of the jungle. Yeah, I came out of the jungle, and I was, yeah, yeah, pretty. Uh, it was pretty hard to deal with all those emotions. I still had no job. I had to go live with my parents at forty. <laughs> For the first time in my life since I left home at 17. Yeah. You know? Wow. It was horrible. It was like, like the most like shame or your, your, um, yeah, it was shameful. You right. know, I was ashamed of sure. going out in the, to the streets, you know, like, <laughs> who I had become. So yeah, I started like, Oh, that's crazy. Basically 
all this thing, ayahuasca and, and, and all this experience just destroyed my life. That was basically a, a sandcastle that started like to, to just, um, break away, break away. Yeah. You know, and at some point it was completely gone. Like the, this ayahuasca experience was like, okay, the last remains of the castle gone. Okay. You are zero now. You have to start from scratch to <sighs> build your new life. Wow. And that was pretty, pretty wild. And I had changed a lot. Like my, the way I was seeing the world, I was a little more humble because I had been really down, you know, for the first time in my life. When you're really down, you're like, whoa, okay. Like I, I'm not like invincible, you know? Right. You know, and, and then I, I decided to get out of Peru and try to find myself really a little bit far away from my people, you know, my friends, my family, because they love you. They try to do the best for you, but they also pull you to the, what you have known your whole life. It's right. very important to live abroad, right. away from your people to really, not to know other cultures just, but to know yourself, mm. how you react in a, in an environment that is completely different than yours with no friends, no family, nobody to depend on. It taught me a lot. I was a pretty dependent guy and, and I've learned a lot to be independent and to be like, to stay on my feet alone, you know, it's wonderful. Yeah. It's, it's, and yeah, that's what brought me here to San Francisco because I had family here and you know, when you are reinventing yourself, what better city than San Francisco? Nobody oh, judges you. Dude, for sure. You know, like, yeah, you can really express yourself in a very white, whichever way you want to, whichever way you want, you know, yeah, nobody what, cares. Yeah. It's a great city for, you know, to, for that. I totally. was pretty lucky. Wonderful, man. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I can relate in some way. I, th- I think because when I came out here, my family life, was in a bad spot, you know, between my parents and everyone was in a lot of pain, you know, and confusing. And I had gone to college about, you know, two and a half hours down the road. So different, but like still close enough. And then I just had this, I had to get out, you know, I had to, I had to get away. And I was like, I, it was unintentional, you know, to go so far away from from the east coast mm-hmm. but eventually once i moved here and once i was like okay i'm in my spot i moved in by myself i knew i knew two people and they were my like landlords basically they were like in their 60s mm-hmm. you know rest in peace ned he just died recently oh one, one of the guys man. yeah thanks yeah but i had this moment where i was like i realized how far away i was I was like, oh my God. <laughs> it was so far away, you know? And well, I think, it is like in distance, like you're in the same country, but it's pretty far pretty, away. Pretty far. <laughs> yeah. So I had, I think on a much smaller scale, you know, but a, a similar like seeking uh-huh. and, and totally found that San Francisco was like a beautiful, perfect place. Cause, you know, I have my eccentricities, I would say. Uh huh. 
you know, and just yeah, kind of. I can't corroborate that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just letting those breathe, you know, letting those, just flushing those out and just nobody cares. It's wonderful because I think part of growing or kind of staying where we're from is that the people who love us the most also have a lot of expectations about who we should be and who we are, you know? Exactly. So the love can be kind of stifling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's, uh, that's pretty important also in, in, uh, in, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty important to, to, to talk about these things, you know, that can, can feel sometimes like sad, you know, to talk about bad experiences. Mm-hmm. We normally don't want to talk about bad experiences. We want to like right. have fun and talk about funny things, you know, yeah, especially yeah. we guys, you know, we, yep. we, we meet, you know, with our buddies and it's like, oh, let's talk about girls, uh, in, in case of we Latin soccer, you right, know, right, right. and yeah, and, 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 and that's it. Those things and that's it <laughs> most of the time. Yeah. Even maybe this, this kind of podcast, podcast, you know, you don't want to sound like, Oh, I don't want to put people like sad talking about, but it's important, man, because life is that life. You're not in life all the time having fun. No, it's like ups and downs and, and that's real life. And actually, um, I think that is, uh, it's very important to, to, to be aware of that, you know, and to be okay with that. Like with all the, like now I'm doing really great. You know, I'm like, I have a great job that I love. I'm not an important CEO anymore or, but I have a lot of freedom, free time. I surf, you know, I go surfing in Santa Cruz every weekend. I I live in this beautiful city. You know, I have great friends. Like I'm, I'm pretty happy, you know, with things, but I've learned that, you know, this kind of the, t- the time I'm having now is because I deserve to enjoy, you know, we all deserve good times to enjoy, you know, but in this, those times we don't necessarily learn too much mm. when you have tough times and really tough times that really shock your, you know, like your, the pillars of, of the things you, what you think and about life and everything. Mm-hmm. Those times are necessary too in life to learn. You know, because if, if it wasn't for those times, you wouldn't learn. I wouldn't be the guy that I'm now without having experienced all that, that I told you, like being really down. And now I'm happy that it happened. Like, like it had to happen. Yep. And that's what I've learned, you know, and, and with feelings is the same, you know, like it's important to express when you're uh, sad, when you're happy. Because it's real life. No, totally. If not, it's a Facebook that I call fake book uh, life, you know? <laughs> yeah, we, we are all smiling in the picture. My family is the great, is the best, you know? <laughs> every every picture is so smiley, you know? That's not real life. Come on. We all know that. <laughs> We're not that stupid. <laughs> That's a fake book, you know? And, yeah, uh, and we tend to live fake like book. that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally, dude. And... The other thing too, I think, is that I use talking about difficult things as a gauge of someone's constitution in some ways. Not in the sense that, okay, if I, if I guess it's kind of like a standard for being a real friend. 
you know, if I want to talk about something that's bothering me and someone who I think is my friend, you know, reacts negatively, that's not a good sign as a friend, you know, or, or like it mm-hmm. is really uncomfortable with it or changes the conversation, you know, cause it takes a lot of strength and vulnerability in those moments to say like, Hey, like, Hey Kyle, for example, like I'm really upset about this thing, you know, cause for someone to, for me to bring that up to you takes a lot of courage. And then if you were just to be like, get uncomfortable and get awkward and change the subject, then I would not want to do it again. And I wouldn't get the help I need. You know, yeah. So that's exactly. why it matters. It's like it is also like just just as important, I think, as like bringing the things up is is being a good friend for someone who comes to you to speak about it, right? Yeah, I think it's. I mean, the for me the 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 the, the a good communicator is the one who knows how to listen. That's the first thing because if you don't listen. You cannot really communicate. You first have to listen, right? So it's important to um, to uh, try to develop like skills of listening. That's not necessarily like we are born with that, you know. You really have to work on that, I think, and to and your patience to listen to people. And sometimes people say the same thing, and and you have to really. Uh, know how to listen in order to really know what to say and to say something that is really meaningful, you know, and that is going to, to become a conversation. Uh, I also believe that sometimes, you know, you, you really, there's people, for example, because I've been there, you know, mm. when you are feeling really bad, you just want to talk about bad things. Totally. Okay. Like you really want to go really deep into what you are going through. Yep. You know, and that's not good also. Mm. I mean, as a listener, it's a lot of energy that you are like. It's emotional work. Carrying. It's a lot of emotional yeah. thing. And it's not good for the person that is talking because their mind is like, like in this. Um, deeper and deeper hole. Deeper and deeper in the, in the yeah, in the yeah, hole, yeah. you know. So it's not good for, for, for both, you know? So in, in that case, in those cases, I think it's good to change, change the topic, put a stop, you yeah, know, or yeah. something like that, because that's not leading to anything good, yep. you know? But if a friend of yours is really, you are like, oh, let's go have a beer, you know? And you are like, oh, I'm going to have a good time. I had a, a hard day of job. I want to relax, you know? And your friend is just, you know, going through a breakup or something really important. That's, that's more important than having a good time in, in at that moment, you know? Totally. And uh, it's not very easy sometimes to, but in those cases, it's good to be compassionate, you know, with your own friend. In the other case that I told you, the guy that goes into the hole, you know, I think you have to be what, some people say like uh like a smart ego egoistical egotistical egotistical uh-huh. but smartly you know because you have mm-hmm. to think in in you first if something is affecting you right you have to prevent that totally boundaries right? but put some boundaries yeah. and and protect your energy your thoughts like that's 
the most important thing. Totally. Because you can't support yourself or other people if, exactly. if, if I'm getting if, affected by a negative relationship. You let, yeah. Or with people. With, if you have a relationship, you know, with a person that is constantly uh, bringing bad energy and all that, you know, you can feel like, oh, I'm going to be the savior, the savior, you know, like I'm going to save this person and listen and try to. But at one point, you know, if that's affecting you, you're not going to be of much help mm. in, in the middle term, you know. So that's one thing that I've learned also the last years in my life. Like, And my parents always used to tell me that, like, think of you first, you know. And it sounds like very egotistical. Is yeah, that, is the word? you're selfish, maybe. Okay, or selfish, yeah. yeah. But it's a smart selfish. You're being smart selfish because yeah. by protecting <laughs> yourself, your energy, your yeah. mental state, yeah. you're going to be able to give much more to other people. If you are like bad, there's not much you can give to anybody. Totally, dude. The other thing that I like to to lighten up heavy conversations is just a joke you know make uh-huh. make a kind of irreverent or inappropriate jokes uh-huh you know about <laughs> it because it's funny it's like if it's with someone you're really close with and they understand the value of humor like comedic relief uh-huh it really helps you know like absolutely being able that's to a, laugh that's a greatest strategy being able to laugh <laughs> about it it's like oh dude like you know like I have a, a example. Like I was going to a friend's bike ride, and my bike tire popped. Mm-hmm. And this is like I had tried to fix this tire multiple, multiple times, and it, it turns out the rim was too small. It, I thought it, I was installing the tube wrong, but the rim was too small, and the bike they sold me. So whatever. So I was in a situation where I was probably like a mile from home. And I had to go. I had to go down to the Golden Gate Bridge to meet up with the group for the bike ride. So what I did was I took my front wheel off the the busted wheel, and I got on a city bike, like a rental bike, and threw my bike over the handlebars of the city bike to bike back to my house mm-hmm. to drop off the bike. So I'm driving down Valencia Street. For people who don't live here, this is like a busy like shops, restaurants, also a lot of people addicted to drugs living on the streets. Mm-hmm. So I I'm, I look like a fucking cracked out homeless person. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> biking down the street. They think I'm stealing the bike. You know, everyone's looking at me like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like so frustrated because I'm late. This bike is not working, you know, but then I just have to laugh. I'm just like, this is this funny you know yeah, it's like it's, it's not even important exactly it's like it's just a bike it's just know? a bike yeah <laughs> totally dude yeah it's mm-hmm. like yeah sometimes with humor you can really I, you just made me remember one day we were uh with a group of friends in in peru at the beach mm-hmm. you know <laughs> we were pretty bored because we had nothing to do for like two months uh-huh. we were just we were like 17 or 18 uh-huh. and we were just having fun at the beach two months you know nothing to do summer summertime nice you know? and um we decided to do kneeboard like uh-huh. when when a, when a like like when a boat is pulling you okay you know on the wake and you're doing yeah on the wake you know and there was a little lagoon at the beach that the 
the, the ocean had formed, like, that was like not very deep, right, you know, right, right. Like, just a little water. And we had a Jeep, some ropes <laughs> nice. and, a, and the board, you know, <laughs> like, let's do that, you know? <laughs> and we went, we were doing that and I had a pretty bad accident, you know, because I hit a, like a, a little thing of sand, sandbar. you know, yeah, sandbar. And I was like, boom, my face to the sand, like <laughs> a, a pretty high uh, speed, high speed yeah. you know? Ow. And my face was like full of blood, you know, like some, well, I, I'm not going to describe this in the, in the podcast, you know, but it yeah. was really bad, you right? Know? So I was really like concerned and, 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 and scared, you know, yeah. with a lot of blood. So, my friends were in a, in, in a, in a, in a, one of my friends in a motorcycle was bringing me to some place, uh, to see if they could cure me, right? In the middle of the beach, there was nothing, you know, it was not the city. <laughs> okay. It was in a beach in a little town. Okay. A little town beach, you know? So this guy at some point, I was like, man, you know, I'm, I'm so bad, you know, I can feel my, I cannot feel my face, you know, he, he could see that it was not that bad as I thought. Right, know? right. So he looks at me and says like, man, you were ugly anyway. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you were so ugly anyway. That it doesn't matter that much, you know, like, and that just called me down. Yeah. You know? like, he was making love of something that was so bad for me. And I was like, okay. I, I, it might be not that bad right. so, and it was bad you know but it helps totally so sometimes you know those things like these are funny things and but sometimes when you have a real problem yeah being just laughing about the situation or about yourself that's a big one so important you gotta you know? be able to laugh at yourself oh yeah that's, oh that's uh that's so important because it, because it, it's i think it speaks to what you said about the bike, about knowing the difference between what actually matters and what doesn't. Yeah. Health matters. Our f- relationships, our family matter. You know, being embarrassed or looking dumb or even losing a job. Yeah. Doesn't really matter. Like, there's more work. You know, there's always, like, yeah, knowing the difference. And I think, yeah, people who, well, I guess, Instead of framing it negatively and saying like, oh, people who can't laugh at themselves suck, it's just like the joy of being able to laugh at myself mm-hmm. is the best. Yeah. It's like so funny. Because it takes takes out the, the, the pressure of things, you know, even yeah. for important things, you know, losing a job is a very important thing, right. you know, especially, you know, if you have a family, you have to provide yeah. Or, yeah. or something like that, like it can be a really... Or, or even for the ego, you know, sometimes they fire totally, you and totally. you are like depressed, you know, if I've been there. Right. So, um, the ability of laughing of yourself or uh, about those situations, laughing at it, you know, in a good way, you know, like it just takes the pressure off. And that's so important. Like life is so short, man. Like, it's really short. It is. It is really short. It's like thing like this and you're gone. Right. So it's not that important. Like many things that are not that important. If you really, if you could really go like back or up in time or up in the, to see things from above 
and see the big picture of your whole life. Mm. Like this moment right now that you're going through this, you know, it's not that important, you know. It is important, but at the same time, it's not a it's not that important. Totally. So, the question I ask myself to calm myself down when I'm worried about things is I say, Will I remember this on my deathbed? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And it's like, okay, well if not, then fuck it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you yeah. know? It's like Yeah, so it's it's a I, I think it's very it's a very uh healthy thing to try to not take life too seriously. Not to take yourself too seriously life too seriously because life is important is a serious thing it's all we have right 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 but at the same time yeah all that happens it's, it's like when you travel you know you you do a road trip okay mm-hmm. yeah it a flat tire this you have two options man like it's it's important you got a flat tire you got to sleep in the middle of the desert at night or whatever you know, it's it's uncomfortable. It's like not what you want. It's like it's even can be even dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but at that point you have nothing to do. You have two options, man. You you take it with a little humor, or um, or you just get drowned uh, in negative thoughts and why me? I got I got a little story to to, to tell you about a road trip that I did in Utah. Last okay. year, cool. Uh, last summer, I remember when you went. Yeah, <clears throat> I went there, and I wanted to get. I went to all the national parks. Twenty days alone in my car. A beautiful road trip. Oh, you cool! Know? It was so cool. And for me, the highlight was going to Monument Valley. I don't know if you've heard about Monument mm-hmm. Valley. It's a place uh, between Utah and Arizona. Okay, that is an and. Indian indigenous reservation, okay, uh, that has these stone monuments that are really breathtaking, you know, and it's a, it's beautiful. So I just wanted to get there during the sunset and take beautiful pictures. And when I got there, after traveling like six hours, it was the only place in the whole desert where it was raining really bad <laughs> and then there was a storm like so bad that you couldn't see one meter from wow i don't know i know you know you don't know what meters are but um uh, let's say uh, i know what meters are <laughs> well if you, how dare if you? you tell me <laughs> i'm offended me, i was one mile from i have no idea like my yeah, brain doesn't yeah. process that you but, know i know yeah. that one mile is one point well, eight, short, shorter, that. shorter distance. But if you tell me that yeah. quickly, yeah, like I cannot do the mental picture of that. Like my brain is not ready for that. Yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, I'm so <laughs> <laughs> you're taking you're taking these things too seriously now. You know. <laughs> okay. Well, and there was this big storm, and I was like, why? Why is this happening? I mean, I've organized all this trip just to come here today to to right. to, to watch this, you know. Uh-huh. And this is this black, black, black cloud just above me, <laughs> you know, with this storm. I cannot even take a picture. I cannot 
Nothing, you know. You I was inside my car. Yeah, you can't even leave the car. Yeah, it was yeah. like, oh, you know, bad, man. <laughs> and and I was so pissed off. You know, I didn't know what to do. Uh-huh. And after like 45 minutes that I was in the car, I couldn't drive anywhere. You know, it starts to clear the, 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 the sky more and more and more. I see a little bit the sun, you know, and then. A a beautiful rainbow just above the three important monuments there. Wow. Was like framing the picture. Like it was, it's, it's one of the most beautiful moments I've experienced in my life. It was beauty, beauty of nature. It was two rainbows, one above the other. Double rainbow. Double rainbow framing what I wanted to see. Oh. And I was like, Oh my God, like this is just nature or God, whoever, however you want to believe, whatever you believe in, it was it, you know, like just gifting me this and telling me, man, if you really pass the storm, you know, Mm. if you really remain sitting, you wait the storm to pass, you will see a rainbow. Without the storm, there would be no rainbow. So it's part of the same thing. It's part of the same phenomena. And you just have to recognize, right? It was a huge lesson for me of nature. Amazing. Of you know, just stay, stay positive, you know, because this was, this will pass and you might see a rainbow. And, and I saw it, man. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. So I'm I'm always like stay positive, you know. Totally, <clears throat> I love that. Awesome. So we're probably coming up on time, but as um, as I'm American and a lot of the audience is probably American, I know you have some. You might have some interesting observations on American culture. You uh-huh. know, coming here from Peru and living am- amongst it. So what if what do you think are things about ourselves as Americans that we are unaware of or blind spots that we have about, uh, huh. I know it's a long list, but you know, does anything jump to mind? Yeah. And by the way, I've been living here for five years, right? I'm not, not like 30 years. Right, so right. I'm not the expert. Sure. Right. I can only talk about what I've noticed as a humble almost still tourist here, right? Because five years is not that much, but, uh, I've, I've, I've experienced like the culture crash, you know, between our, our two cultures, like Latin culture and American culture. Mm -hmm. And, uh, it's, uh, it's very different in the way that, for example, for us, I'm not saying these things are bad, good or in the middle because it's just different, Mm -hmm. you know, but for example, for us, like the, the way the concept of family here and the way we have a family there is completely different. You know, like for example, like over there, like parents are a little bit overprotective, you know, they would be so happy to have you until you are 30 in the house. You know, You're they right. are so sad when the, <laughs> when the kids go to college <laughs> to another city, it's like, oh, everybody cries. Right. You know? 
Because, <laughs> oh, my little son, you know, my little daughter is yeah. like going. Because for us, the bond of being together is very, very important. And here I had the experience, you know, talking to people that were like, man, you know, I don't know what to do. My 18-year-old or 19-year-old son is still in the house, you know. <laughs> and, I was like, and, and you're not happy? Like I was imagining my parents, you know, like they right. would be like in a bliss, you know. Right. And he was like, oh, man, it's just, <laughs> no. <laughs> and then another person was saying the same, and I was like, okay. Like here is totally different. Right. You know, people really want you to go when you're <laughs> when you're seventy. I'm talking generally and the experiences I've had. Yeah, yeah. I've, ha I've had. That's you funny. know, like probably it's not like everybody, but I could I could feel like a like it was a common thing. You know, like, it's, it's common. Yeah, like yeah, go get get out of here, yeah, and do yeah. your life. You know, in some ways that's good because we are very dependent. In Latin America, mm -hmm. you know, we are very dependent on the family, on the friends. It's harder for us, like to, like to really strive in, not necessarily, but it can be. Mm -hmm. And here, you know, you're 17, and it's, you know, you go and, and and swim, you know, fly. So that's good, I think, in in many ways, mm -hmm. like. And I think that's probably why this country is like very powerful and, right. and, uh, uh, yeah, it's like, like a, a powerful country, productive, yeah. you know, because people is like tough, you know, you work a lot and because you know that you leave home at 17 and you are on your own, man, you know, and that builds a lot of things uh, inside you that are positive, you know. That maybe we don't have. Mm -hmm. We're more relaxed, you know, and right, right. <laughs> but but on the other hand, you know, having that bond so strong with your family, your friends, it's a it's a positive thing that I miss here. You know, because that's uh, and that has a lot to do with emotions and and feeling warm and affection. So. We have all that, you know, we're very affectionate, we're very family-centered, we have all those values that I, for me are so good, you know, for a person. And here, I, I, I really appreciate those values or, you know, being courage, you know, do it yourself, like go, survive, like it's a different culture, you know, Super pretty, different. pretty different. Dude, well um, said. Wow. Yeah. But for example, you know, sometimes I'm, I feel bad about all these homeless people. Yep. And in in Latin America, we don't have homeless people. We have a lot of poverty. You go through the streets and you will see a lot of poverty, but real poverty, you know. But that guy that is so poor, that beggar, you know, at night goes to a friend's house or to the brother's house that is a little hut in a little hill. You know, and sleeps there. Maybe even no roof, but he has somewhere to go and someone to be with, and someone to be with. Mm. And that's that, that's the difference, you know. And it's very powerful. It's very powerful. Yeah, that connection and the humanity. You know, feeling feeling respect and feeling seen. Right. 
and not just like a go a living ghost. Exactly. And that's kind of what I'm trying to learn being here, mm. like to mix those two cultures, you know, yes. like in me, in, uh, like myself, like to take all these good things here, you know, that are making me a, a more strong, a stronger person in many ways and are making me like be more productive and, 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 and proactive and proactive. Yeah. yeah. And even more, I'm, I'm, I think, well, my journey is just my journey, but I'm more like, uh, self-confident, you know, and in Hell some yeah. ways, right? For sure. But I would like to have that, that I miss a lot about Latin America. Totally. That, that affection and yeah. family and. And there's a reason Americans get burned out and go to other countries to learn a more relaxed lifestyle. You yeah, know? exactly. It's like, um, yeah, sometimes I'm like, yeah, it's good to work a lot and to thrive and, you know, but you have to learn a little bit how to relax a little bit too sometimes. You know? Totally. Yeah. Like, like, for example, like th when I first came here, going to <laughs> restaurants, I was like, I was mad that people bringing me the, the, the check, the check, you know, yeah. like I didn't, I didn't ask for that. You know, like, <laughs> I was like, no tip for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Because that's so funny. That's what, like rude, you know, for us, that's rude. Yeah. Because we don't go to restaurants to eat. We right. go to restaurants to talk. And we eat. Right. You know, but we talk like we finish eating and we can be two hours there talking, Just having another out. one, hanging out. Yeah. We call Espresso. that sobremesa. That's like sobremesa. the time that is, uh, yeah. Afterwards. Is after you eat, the time to talk, you know. <laughs> what is the root of that? Mesa's table, what's sobere? Sobere is above. Above the table. Uh-huh. Sobere. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't yeah. know exactly the meaning, but it, sure. it's, it's what we call it, you yeah. know? Let's do some sobremesa. And that's like the time to talk and it's, it's fun and it's pleasant, mm -hmm. you know? And I miss that a lot when I go to restaurants, you yeah. know? Like, because people are like, yeah, but they have to make money, you know? The restaurant has to, have Turn rot tables. rotation and, yeah. and that's understandable, but I also mean, yeah, but you're like, and I need my, I'm going out I'm to have a good time, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, <laughs> why can't I just stay here having another drink yeah. with you? <laughs> Dude, I know it's the relaxation, knowing how to relax and enjoy it. And like, even the way that you described just the, your desire to go, to the valley and take photos of the beauty. Mm -hmm. It's like so simple, but so deep and pure of an enjoyment. And that's a good thing to be learned. I, th I, th I think people listening will enjoy that. Like just like hearing you speak about that mindset, I think is, is good. Yeah. But, it's uh, a little bit of mindfulness, right? Like to be yes. really into what you're doing at that moment. Yep. Like even at the restaurant, you're eating, you're enjoying food. You're having a great talk. You don't want to be rushed. That well, that's a a, a Buddhist uh, teaching that I that I I took a lot. You know, mm. the faster you go in life, you miss more the details. It's like if you travel by bike, or if you travel by plane, 
you know mm. it's completely a complete different trip you know like, yeah one is faster is like more efficient whatever you want but if you want to see the details you have to travel slow walking for sure i remember i had a same route i would bike every day and then one day i, I had to walk and i noticed all these other things that i never seen on the same route even though i'd gone the route a hundred times you know just to, right. your, to your point exactly awesome man well i'm gonna be american and we're gonna we're gonna keep this moving great <laughs> <laughs> okay so don't read your question yet but this is a new game okay usually we play the three things game but this game is called spark by seek discomfort and i'm gonna let these guys know that i'm using their game uh-huh and um Maybe they'll want to be a sponsor. Okay, so I guess we each get one question, and then we can answer it. So do you want to go we first? both answer, or, or, or uh, you ask me? I ask you, and then you ask me okay. your question. You are, you are the boss here. You, you, okay. you tell me what's the order. Okay, I'll go first. I'll read you this question. Okay. Okay. Very bossy. Very bossy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what is one thing... Kayo, that you wish your parents understood better about you? Who? Um, I wish uh, they understood. Well, we've been through a journey with my parents. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have a good relationship with my father okay. my whole life. Okay. You know, because of the all because of all the pressure he put on me. Mm. And when I went to the jungle and. Uh, I right. had to break I He probably didn't that. like that, right? Yeah. I, uh, he had to understand that that life was not for me. That he had invested a lot in my university because he did. He paid for it, a good university, five years in another country, like all that. But that, And he was still calling that investment. And uh, mm. he had to understand that the biggest return was me to be happy, not so successful. And that took many years. But now I would say like, I'm talking in past tense because your question is about that. And I think that this is important to, to tell, especially for parents, you know, mm. um, and uh, my experience. And now he understands. So right now I think there's nothing I would like they to understand because we've been through that Right. The last five, seven years. And they understood that, that I had to be happy, relaxed, and not successful. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Dude, good for you. Because I think it still required you to convince them somehow, you know, and like make them understand. So, and it was not easy. Yeah. <laughs> it was not like, hey, uh, no. Right. It was a lot of fights and distance between us mm. until they really understood. I really understood also yeah. that they were just trying to do that to right. do the best for me. Yep. They wanted the best for me. Sometimes not in the best way. Right? But mm. they are human. They're human. And And they had no playbook. Uh-huh. Right. But the intention was good. I had to learn that and they had to learn the other thing and now we have the best relationship that I can imagine of parents and, and, a, and a son. Wonderful. They were just here, yeah? They were just here, yeah, for, for Christmas. Nice. Yeah, it was beautiful. Ugh. 
Yeah, it was. Yeah, we had a great time together. How like, they like the mission? Oh, they liked it, but it's like nothing new for them because yeah, it's just like the same thing they see yeah. over there. Like that makes sense. They like more <laughs> right. They want to see the crazy things San that they don't see things. over there. Right? Yeah, like yeah. The coast, like uh, the, uh, Big Sur. You know, we don't we, we have a desert in the coast, so a coast with with redwoods like that's like unbelievable. Right. It's not not a geography we have. So. Yeah, but I would say that as uh, answering your question that 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 would be the awesome the thing I wanted at, and it happened. Wonderful, man. So, yeah. I'm happy so, for you guys in your relationship, yeah. Yeah, that's so important, you know. It's like I put a backpack off my back, mm. you know, a heavy heavy one. Mm. And now it's a really loving relationship, like real love with my parents. Mm. Yeah. They don't ask me much anymore about how's your job, how is the they ask me more about how I'm feeling. And and that's that's real communication. You know, that's real. That's real. The other that's thing healthy. is just like we don't have much to talk about. Like I talk I ask about your job, I ask you about this, because we have to fill the space with questions, you know. But asking about feelings, about other things, it's it's more meaningful, deep, and real. Que rico. Okay. My, my turn. Yes. Has there been a time when you didn't feel good enough? Please share. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. I think the times when I don't feel good enough are when I let people I care about down. That's when I really feel it mm-hmm. because I think, you know, when I was a kid, I was like a heavy kid. Were you a fat kid too? Huh? Were you a fat kid? No, uh, never. I was always you, this. You felt like a kindred this. spirit. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like I was, I was like a heavy kid growing up. And so I think of bullying, you know, like I think back to that. Oh, right. So that, that doesn't feel good. But I think I learned pretty quickly, even as like a teenager to not put a lot of stock in the judgment of others. You know, my siblings, people who knew me in high school will tell you I just stopped. I don't give a shit. Like take me as I am, like me or not. Cheers. But I think nowadays, not feeling good enough. I really, it's like if I let someone down or who I really care about, or I, I do something inconsiderate and hurt their feelings, or I do something that was preventable that causes harm. That's when I really feel like I'm not enough, or I feel like I didn't live up to my standards, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I think, I think so. I just, I just, dude, I just hate, I just really, um, don't like hurting people I love, you know? Right. And I know it's unavoidable to some extent, but yeah, we're human. Yeah, we're human, but it's just a shitty feeling, you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah. But I think the important thing of that is to learn, mm-hmm. you know, you are going to let people down. Right. It's like your whole life because you're human, you're imperfect. Right. The important thing is to, to, to be aware what happened if in case that was a mistake and just learn. Right. 
But also, you know, something that for me is very important about that, that I also have learned the, the last years, is that um, it's very important to to know that you are good enough, nobody, no matter what, because you're trying to be better. We are all trying to be better, to navigate in this ocean of this life, you know, the best way we can, that we are human. And we are like, especially in our Western culture, we are, we are, uh, everybody talks about being the best, you know, you have to be the best. If no, you have no ambition, you are like, uh, like weak, you know, mm-hmm. and fact, you cannot be the best. If we were all the best, like, <laughs> okay, who would be the worst? You know, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like that, that's like, if you think really like, uh, try sense. to think with logic, yeah. it's impossible. We cannot be all the best. <laughs> it's just impossible, you know? <laughs> this is just like trying to, to reach the impossible thing. Yeah. And, yeah, I like, for example, Buddhists, uh, I've read a lot of Buddhism that I love, this philosophy that say, like, don't be the best, be your best. Mm-hmm. And I love that, you know, that's what you have to, like, uh, like achieve, want to achieve, you know, be your best version, but not the best, because that's not in your control, even because there are some other people that is awesome, you know? Totally. And also, you know, we have gifts in life. We are good for this, for that. And we have no other gifts. I'm a terrible painter, but terrible, you know. If I try to draw a house in a board, you know, like everybody laughs. Like, what is that, you know, <laughs> or a person. It's like, what are you, three years old, you know. <laughs> well, I'm not good at that, you know, and it's okay. Right. I'm good at other things. And I think that's what we have to, and it's, that's a big thing. And I think that's going back also to the question to the parents. I think that's the best thing a, a parent can teach the kid, you know, mm-hmm. you're good enough. Don't worry. You're just trying to be better. Just try. You're good enough, but try, try to be better. Like don't be lazy, you know, try, try harder, but in a loving way that you're good as you are. You don't have to be the best. That's pretty important, you, I think. It's a massively important lesson. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Well, thank you for a wonderful conversation, man, for sharing. Yeah, man. Like, always chatting with you is, like, the best. The best, dude. It is. We have a great time. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. always go through uh, fun parts of the conversation, more deep ones. For like, sure. uh Totally, dude. Some even sad ones. That's life. That's I life, love man. that. That's that's why I we get along so well. For sure, I think. For sure, dude. Well, you're a wonderful friend, man. I'm I'm really happy that we're buddies. And thanks for doing the podcast. No, thanks for you for inviting me. Like it's an honor for me. Like you think that I have I could have something to say to people that might be interesting, important, even fun. You know, relevant, and insightful, relevant, wonderful, life changing. <laughs> <laughs> now the American is like, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. go, 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 go. Relax, man. <laughs> cool thing. That's it. <laughs> Dude, uh, is your, I know you said you're building your website, but if someone wants to hire you to 
be a Spanish teacher or to learn Spanish from you, uh-huh. where can they go? Well, you have to uh, go to uh, SpanishBravo.com. That's the best way. Spanish mm-hmm. V-R-A-V-O? Yeah, the V, how do you call the V, the big V? B? At the beginning? Uh-huh. Capital V. Capital V, not capital. Like, <laughs> there, are, there are two Vs, man. Come on, you were my student in Spanish. Oh, gotcha, <laughs> Spanish. Gotcha, gotcha. No, no, in, in, any, in any language. Yeah. But the V like is like this, like a U, uh, and the other V. Like the Got it? B. Yeah? The B oh. of... <laughs> Like, oh, we like, suck, man. Like we bo- suck. Like boy, like like, bo- <laughs> like bo- v of boy or v of uh, right of um I don't know. Yeah, vegan so, or whatever. Vegan. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah. So is it v or Bravo. V? All right, I'll link it with the v of boy, <laughs> and the second one is the v of wagon. Oh, okay, okay. Bravo. Okay, okay yes. Like so, I know wagon so, is double v. I don't know, ceviche. man. I'm, and I'm not good in 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 grammar in 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 English. Your English is wonderful. Yeah. Spanish yeah. spanishbravo.com. Spanishbravo.com. Bravo like bravo, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. applause, good job. Yeah. That kind of bravo. Okay. That's okay. Spanish and Italian. But I don't teach Italian. I teach Spanish. So, yeah, it's a school and uh and it's it's awesome and I'm 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 so excited about uh, my Sick. job. I love it. Great. Well, you're a great teacher. I hope so. Totally. You make it exciting. You make it relevant. I learned a lot. I'm much more confident in my Spanish. Oh, thank you, man. So, yeah. Appreciate your, your words. I hope you they were useful for you. For and sure. to and, and they were good for you to also to know a lot more about the Spanish culture or the Latin culture in my, in my case. You know, I'm from Latin America. So, because that's what I try to... to uh, to transmit not just the language but the culture and and to build a bridge between our two cultures so that people understand each other better totally that's that's my my ultimate goal with all this that, to be that bridge between the two cultures oh yeah man you're the man Kyle thank you dude <laughs> thank you man 